Good morning, brothers and sisters. Um, you might spot a slanic problem this morning, which the good news is I haven't got much to say. But what I would do is I'd say to you, actually, what I'm not saying will come through in your thoughts, in your prayers, in your songs. So, please, join with me in worship. And we're going to open with let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, you do all the planning in the world. And whatever we plan, whatever we try and do, it's got to come through you. It's got to come through your blessing, your guidance, your love, your power. So Father, I ask, lead me this morning, lead our church to give you honour and praise. Father, I know Jesus is here. I know he's present. I know he's listening. And therefore, Lord Jesus, whatever words I can't say, can you please put them in people's minds? And can we give you, our King, honour? Can we give you praise and glory? And can we, hardest of all, give you our hearts and our minds? and our soul, and our strength. Thank you for being here. Amen. Welcome to the Bethel. Welcome to our church. Welcome to the house of God. Welcome to a family of believers. Welcome to us coming into the presence of God. It's really important that when we come together, we recognise that fact. And we recognise, to use an overused phrase, we are family. And we are brothers and sisters in Christ. When Janet comes back in, we'll welcome her in. <laughs> it's a live show. Come on. <laughs> so, John 17. John 17 talks about the prayer not being just the disciples. It prays, Jesus prays also for those who believe in him through his message. That all of us may be one, just as Jesus and God are one. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. And it's a really privileged position, is this family. Because I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. 
I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Janet, we, we talked during the week on the phone about um, your welcome. And one thing Janet quite rightly asked is, keep it simple. And please don't bring me out to the front. So I'm not bringing Janet out to the front. <coughs> but the one thing I want to say before we get into the semi-formal bit is how lovely it is to have you here. How lovely it is to have you as part of our church and part of our family. And as we said on the phone, um, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and then I'm going to ask the church the same questions, which is all about our commitment one for the other. Okay? So, I think it's right we should stand. And just in case you can't hear these words, all being well, it's all up there. Jana. Do you commit yourself to loving and serving the Lord within this church family and in the world? And as part of the family here, do you promise to love, encourage, strengthen, guide, pray for and care for all the family at the Bethel to the best of your ability and in God's strength? Church. Do you welcome Janet into the family of Christ here at the Bethel? Yes, we do. That's nice. Oops, missed. Do you promise to love, encourage, strengthen, guide, pray for and care for Janet as your sister in the family of Christ at the Bethel and to serve the Lord together with them to the best of your ability and in God's strength? Yes, we do. Welcome, Janet. Lovely to have you as part of the family. Pete, can you come forward? I wasn't expecting that, but I suspect it wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, every time uh, somebody joins us or somebody leaves us, the shape of this part of your church here changes the dynamics change the way we interact with each other change because something is added into the mix and that's a fantastic thing that the body is a living body that parts get replaced get growth occurs and father we know too that when we try to serve you that that service is imperfect because we are the sort of people that we are we don't always love you or love each other the way that we should but Lord I'm also pleased that we are a work in progress that you are working with us, that you are building, that you are tending the plant and pruning it and strengthening it. 
and that all growth comes from you. Each of us may do individual things, but it is you, the Lord, that gives the increase. I pray, Lord, that you will bless Janet and that we, as your church here, will be a blessing to her, that together we may serve you and serve you better because of our relationships with each other. And that, Lord, you will work with all of us that we may grow and prosper to the one end that we give glory, honour, praise to you and father too we look to the fulfillment of that when the lord jesus comes back when your kingdom is established and all people praise you and you are given the glory that is your due lord please send jesus soon amen I was sort of thinking about what song do you follow that with? And that sort of hits it for me. Can we hear Jesus singing? I love you. I'm struggling to hear it, but I know it's going on. Can you hear him calling? I want you. I've chosen you to be mine. Charles, can you come forward and tell us what's going on? Good morning, it's uh, very good to see you this morning. It's uh, great to welcome lots of uh, visitors amongst us. Um, it's good to see uh, Davina, uh, John, Alfio and Gary, Jeff, Matt, Rosina, Hannah sneaking in, um, Nate, and if I've missed anyone else off, um, you're just as welcome. It's good to see you all, uh, especially as we're missing a few, and uh, we think about the cyclists who have braved the hailstorms this morning for sports relief and trust that they're well and safe. But it's also a bit frustrating to see one at the back uh, today um, because it means that his operation was postponed um, because he had a cough. And I think six weeks is the reassessment uh, time. So it's a frustrating time for Wayne and Silver in the family. Um, But like I say, it's good to see you, Wayne. We continue to pray for um, Wendy Leach, who's in hospital. Rob Mills is, is planned to have the operation... Um, in the next month Um, John Banana has been in touch by email and he's asked for prayers for um, Brother Kims and Brother Clement from Kinshasa um, for health related issues and we think of John and all the challenges that they face I noticed that he put up a blog post um, overnight saying that someone a member of Kinshasa had been burgled and uh, lost a lot of property so and we think of all our brothers and sisters in Kinshasa and the uh, was it? John. Oh, was he? Right, okay. So John, was, John himself was burgled. Um, so we think of all the challenges that they face. We think of Tim and Zoe. Oh, they are. Uh, and they're waiting on Saturday. We hope they have a lovely day and that God will bless them as they start their life together. Marion has been visited and she hopes that she may be able to come to the Bethel again sometime. And we continue to think of her and Gladys and Ian was visited this morning but doesn't feel it's coming out. And all those um, of our friends and family who have problems that we may not be aware of. So those are the um, announcements that I have and we'll pray shortly. But if anyone has anybody or anything they'd like to share together, please let me know.
Father God, it's amazing that we can share our lives with each other and with you and the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that you are with us everywhere we go and in everything that we do. Lord, as we make our plans for all the things that are happening this week and in the coming months, Lord, we pray that you will work in us, that you will guide us and that you will bless us, that we can work in your energy and with your wisdom, with your care and with your love, so that we can have stronger fellowship together and that we can shine your light to everyone that we meet. Lord, we have many... um, members and friends and family who have health concerns and difficult things coming up and so we think of of Wan and Wendy and Rob we think of uh, brothers and sisters in in Kinshasa and all the challenges that they face and we think of Marion and Gladys and Ian and we think of Rosina's uh, friend's mum who's just had a, a very difficult diagnosis and faces Um, some hard and long treatments ahead of her. (coughs) Lord, we know that your care spans the globe and help us to to live and move and act in that care and reflect it as as best we can. We think of Richard's family as they face various upheavals and moves uh, which can can be stressful and, and challenging. Be with them, we pray. And we uh, think of Tim and Zoe and their families and all the tiny last details that they have to put together this week. Um, But Lord, we know that however special a day next Saturday will be, the biggest thing is that their commitment and their faithfulness together will be shown to, to all of us to witness. And thank you for that blessing that they are and that they will continue to be. Lord, for all these things, we pray for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to sing again. And you might have guessed also the theme that we're going with this morning, which is Jesus is there, whatever we need him for. At any time of any day, in any circumstance, in any need, Jesus is part of our lives. I do believe God speaks to us. I do believe God tells us what he wants us to say. And I do believe, no matter how how hard I'm trying for words to come out, that he's trying to put them there. And he's trying to tell me what to say. It's not an understatement to say that for months I've been thinking about this morning. And for weeks, it's been at the forefront of my mind. And as some people know me very well, actually putting something down on paper is a little bit near to the wire. But I needed a push. I needed a word from God that would drive me to do it. A few weeks since, for those that were here, Andy Lang talked to us about the Spirit and talked about the spirit being active but he also talked about our language and he talked about the words that we use and the phrases that we use 
about the spirit being active and being powerful and being effective. He talked about consulting the spirit and then saying to each other, the spirit moved me to that decision. And he talked about whether our language needs to change and our language needs to be more aware of God's action. I don't often enough feel directed by God. But this time I've got a feeling he made it pretty clear. Last Sunday morning, early, I woke up and finally, right, I'm going to put pen to paper. I know where I'm going, I know what I'm going to do. So, okay, two passages came into my mind. Believe me, this doesn't happen often. Two passages came to my mind. I thought, right, I'm going with those. And I'm going to use that particular song. Brilliant. Okay, sorted. Great. So you can imagine my dismay when last Sunday morning, Tony Stewart got up here, used the same two passages, and even though we haven't sung it in this building for years, used the same song. Great. Actually, yeah. Great, because he's given us a message. So I'm making no apology that what I'm going to use this morning is some of the stuff Tony used last week. Because I think God's trying to tell us something. And the message for me is, despite the doubts we might have, despite the stuff that gets in the way, Jesus is active, is alive, and is willing to save. He's present, he's interested in everything we do. Everything we think, everything we say and he's alive in us and he knows it isn't always straightforward see we believe in Jesus but we've never seen him we believe in God but we've never seen him either and we believe that the Holy Spirit is active and the power of God is working but I haven't seen that either. And there are moments when I wonder, actually, do you know what? Is it easier not to believe? What are the things that happen in our lives that we can't explain, but we believe they are going to happen? I struggle to visualise things. Um, I'm a bit of a visual sort of bloke. I need to see things to understand them and to get them to work and then I accept them that's that's sort of our work so easy one electricity switch on switch off done plane great big heavy metal object in midair flying with engines and all that sort of business and staying up don't understand it in the slightest but I still get on and I'm still fine and as you might have gathered from those two examples I don't really do science But what I'm saying to you is, what I think we need to do is visualise. And what I think we need to do is get into our minds the things that should be forefront of our mind. Sometimes it's really, really hard to see things before they happen. So, another easy example. Structural changes in the house. Neil and Becky, you get this, you understand this. Right. So, 
anybody doing anything major like when we first moved into our house well what we're going to do is we're going to take the kitchen we're going to take it out of that room we're going to knock that wall down we're going to put it into that room right okay fair what then what we're going to do is we're going to do this 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 and this and it'll all look fantastic and i'm thinking to myself i hope you've got an idea devil what we're going to (laughs) do because if you have that's fine and we did and we have and it is could I visualise it beforehand? No. Did I look at the drawings? Could I visualise it beforehand? No. Did I get it? No. Is it alright? Yes. So when somebody comes back from the dead and starts appearing to people, I sort of get why Thomas was confused. Now Thomas... One of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I'll not believe it. A week later... That his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. Reading from Mark 9, verse 17. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can said Jesus. Everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Sometimes there's words we know very well. And I've said it before, sometimes when you read it in a slightly different version, sort of it's like a sledgehammer. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realise the fullness of Christ. 
and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you come to him, that fullness comes together for you too. His power extends over everything. At times, for me, Jesus appears very distant. Mainly because I make him so. I make him unapproachable. And because I don't include him, I know he's there. But because it's not physical, it's really hard to make him real. It's hard to relax in his presence. It's hard to remember he's with me every moment of every day. It's hard to, to grab all of the grace he offers. And it's so easy to focus on all the stuff that fills our life. And excludes Jesus from being a part of it. Before we share bread and wine together, we're going to sing a song. And before we pray... We're going to contemplate what it means to have Jesus. See, Jesus is present, the gift that shares our lives. Jesus is our clothing, because we know we've put on Christ. Jesus is the person that we can rely on. Jesus is the person that we can depend on. Jesus that is real and Jesus that is here. Here, O my Lord, I see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here grasp with firmer hand eternal grace and all my weariness upon thee lean. Lord Jesus, we see you face to face. We feel your presence amongst us this morning. And how thankful we are that however much we can shout, mine is the sin, mine is the guilt. You have covered that. You have given your life so that my sin and my guilt are covered in the sight of the Lord God, your Father. And so I stand forgiven. We stand forgiven in your sight, Lord God. And that's only because of what Jesus did for us. Lord, help us to remember that, Lord Jesus, you are always with us. You're not just there to give us what we need or what we want. You are there to support and to love us. And Lord, we see that love and that support now As we take this bread, this simple symbol of your love to us. 
And Lord, we all say, come soon to put this world right. Amen. Holy Father, as you know, Father, and as most people here know, I'm very conscious of bodies because of the operation on my knee recently. And I know that in order to do that operation, they had to stop the blood for some other time. Now, Father, we come and there's this cup here with wine in it. And it's a symbol, Lord Jesus, of your blood. I know it's not blood really, and I know it's not magical. But it's a symbol of something that's real. That your blood, or rather your life, because I believe that's what it's about, your life has got to flow through every one of us. <coughs> Lord Jesus, thank you for that. <laughs> and that your life flowing through us joins us together. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for that. And I want to thank you just now for Janet too. Because she's joined in this body here. And she with us can also now share your life. And there are others I know who want to. And I do earnestly pray that you will bring them soon to us. Lord Jesus, when we take this cup and we have a little sip and we pass it on to the next person, help us to be aware of you, Lord, being here. Of you, Lord, being the thing that joins us together, that without you, we don't have a joined up body. And so as we take this little bit of wine, help us not to just do it as a ritual, not just to think of it as a, a symbol, <coughs> but to enter into the reality of it. That is to say, to enter into your life, Lord Jesus, and to welcome you into our lives and to allow your blood and your life to fill us and to take over our lives and to rule them. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Father, thank you for your love. Bless us richly now in your service. Amen. I said earlier that I've been thinking about this for months. Some of you had the privilege and I mean privilege of sharing in the youth weekend last year um, you had the privilege of hearing how unbelievable some of the stuff we hold dear appears and you actually when you strip it all down how believable it all is many times you hear speakers quote great orators you read books and a number of you in the room are currently writing essays and you have to put, I can never remember what you call it, the bit on the end where you quote who you've quoted, that bit, that'll do. I'm going to do the same. 
a rather learned young man, currently running our crash, gave for me one of the most powerful talks I've heard, and I don't mean just here, I mean anywhere. And it was when Martin Ramsden stood up here and talked about the Jesus I believe in. If you haven't heard the whole talk, then it's available on the podcast. Ignore all the technical stuff. If anybody hasn't heard it, we'll find a way of getting it to you. You need to listen to it. Because it was one guy confessing his Lord. In about 15 to 20 minutes, he summed up his faith. So, for the next few minutes, Martin, I thank you. What was so powerful about what Martin did was every time he went into a new section, he said, the Jesus I believe in was content to spend time with whoever wanted to come to him. The Jesus I believe in chose people to follow him. The Jesus I believe in was passionate about righteousness and doing the right thing, whatever the consequence The Jesus I believe in encouraged Peter to walk on water and there to help him when his faith failed. The Jesus I believe in reached out and touched people who hadn't felt the human touch in years and healed them. The Jesus I believe in showed us what a God-centred life was like. The Jesus I believed in showed us God the Jesus I believe in brought people closer to the heart of God the Jesus I believe in treated people in a way that allowed them to fulfil their potential before God two words in the next one and when he said it Everything went really quiet. The Jesus I believe in isn't dead. The Jesus I believe in said that he would be close to all who look for him. The Jesus that I believe in asked that we remember him in ordinary things. And we've just done it in bread and wine. The Jesus I believe in is the way, the truth, and the life. The Jesus I believe in stands at the door and knocks. You see, we make that choice every day. Should we let him in? Actually, every moment. Every passing thought, he's in, he's involved in it, but is he part of it? Do we let him be part of it? There's one verse in scripture which I think is probably one of the most powerful and at times one of the most challenging. Faith is confidence 
in what we hope for. An assurance about what we do not see. I can't see Jesus now. I can't see Jesus today. So just like I did at the Youth Weekend, I'm going to do exactly the same now. So apologies those that have seen this before. Because I'm going to welcome Jesus into our midst. The way I'm going to do that is I'm going to take this chair and I'm going to place it in front of us. And I'm going to tell you that our Lord is sat on this chair. You cannot tell me For the rest of our service, you could call this a human, but I told you, I can't visualize them. So no, okay. Focus on the way you need to focus. If the chair works, great. If something else works, do whatever you need to do to experience the presence of our Lord. you for bringing faith to us. Thank you for showing us your example. Thank you for showing us God. I might look a little bit stupid stood here talking to a chair. But I've got to believe you here. And you know I need, and I've got a feeling there might be other people too that need something to focus on so we know you're there for us. <coughs> Jesus, please, in the next few minutes, touch the hearts of the people in this room and give them experience which they can take away which they can use during the week <clears throat> so they know you're with them so they know you've got your arms around them and they feel loved Lord Jesus thank you for being here with us this morning Thank you that you are with us every moment of our lives. And when we stop and think what that means, it is quite mind-blowing. And Lord Jesus, we ask you now to forgive us for when we forget. And Lord, when we, when we look around, when we look back, when we look ahead and things seem bleak, help us to remember that you were there you are there, you will be there with us to carry us if need be. And when we look around and things are great, thank you, Lord, but forgive us when we've forgotten to include you, forgotten to let you in, forgotten to take you with us on those things. Forgive us when we forget 
to take you with us in those things that are yet to happen. And we pray that you will help us to let you in, to take you with us, to to have you with us this week in in everything that we do and to be aware of that and to know your friendship and to know your love and and through that to to know your father better too father thank you for your son thank you for the the glimpse he gives us of you thank you that he helps us to picture you and thank you that uh, you loved us so much you were willing to, to let him endure what he endured on the cross just to try and prove, prove to us how much, how much that was. Help us not to forget that. Help, that. help us to take it with us as we go from this place now. Lord Jesus, again, thank you for this time. Thanks for being here. Thank you for this, uh, your family, my family, our family here at Old Trafford. And thank you for the blessing which we can be to each other. Help us, Lord, to have you at our shoulder every moment. Amen.